Ladies and gentlemen, this is the live, the business of life, Matthew Caruana, Mario Beckes, and now guest HestonRussell.com. Visit that page. Join to Party of Values Australia. <laughs> Mario Beckes version. <laughs> Stick around, guys. We're going to take it off to a sh- quick short break on the hour. You can he- hear the news, weather, traffic, and we'll be back shortly with Heston Russell. Stick around. Alive 90.5. Today's bulletin brought to you by Your Sound, Your Community, Alive 90.5. National Radio News. Good afternoon. I'm Liam O'Connell. The death toll from the devastating flood disaster in Queensland has risen to nine. There are grave fears for another man who is missing after he fell from a boat into the Brisbane River on Saturday. Deputy Premier Stephen Miles says it is clear the flooding disaster in the southeast is not over yet. So the cleanup begins now, but especially with those storms coming, it's absolutely important that people stay safe. The Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk is warning of very dangerous thunderstorms in the coming hours. The Bureau of Meteorology has warned of heavy to intense rainfall, large to giant hailstones and damaging to destructive wind gusts across the southeast today. In New South Wales, residents in Sydney and the south coast are being told to prepare for thunderstorms and those in the southwest suburbs for flooding. U.S. President Joe Biden has delivered his first State of the Union address after a call to unity in the face of economic hardship. He's announced a range of measures primarily aimed at working families to ease the rising burden of inflation. Addressing the U.S. Congress, the president rejected assertions trickle-down economics was the way forward. Invest in America. Educate Americans. Grow the workforce. Build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. The president has also announced all Russian flights will be banned from U.S. airspace as a reaction against the invasion of Ukraine. Federal aviation officials say the ban will be in place by midnight Wednesday, Washington time. Concerns are being raised about the use of cryptocurrencies, which some analysts say could be used by Russian businessmen to circumvent sanctions on their wealth. Russia has now been removed from the international SWIFT system, which connects more than 42 million international transactions a day. Cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin are not linked to traditional banks, and Russian hackers have previously been known to hack repositories for financial gain. The technologies are also being used to funnel funds into the Ukrainian resistance movement, with government IT staff now reportedly coordinating donations through the currencies into the effort. In Tasmania, 868 new infections have been recorded overnight, a 10% drop from the previous day's figure. 12 people are being treated in hospital with the virus. Active cases in the state have risen for a 15th consecutive day. Meanwhile, a further two people have lost their lives in the Northern Territory to the virus. Booster vaccinations are slowly climbing, now surpassing the 50% milestone. The Territory Government has today announced a relaxing of some restrictions, including the removal of mask mandates everywhere except high-risk indoor settings. 
Turning to sport, and Steve Smith remains on track to play in the first test against Pakistan after recovering from concussion. The Australian batsman says he's almost completed the health and safety protocols ahead of the match starting Friday. I'm feeling in a good space. You know, I've done a lot of stuff where I've got my heart rate up to a good amount, brought it back down, and that's part of the sort of protocols of, of getting back to playing. And I had a couple of good hits in Melbourne before we came away. But yeah, today is obviously just about ticking off, facing fast bowling. And once that's done, then everything should be fine. That audio from 6NR. And Tasmania has unveiled plans for a 27,000-seat stadium in Hobart. Questions are swirling about where the money will come from and how many games will be played in the north of the state. National Radio News, produced by Charles Sturt University, the Community Radio Network, and supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. And now for the latest weather on Alive 90.5. It's five minutes past three on a live 90.5 and currently in Borkham Hills, we're sitting at 21.5 degrees. You know, heavy rain today, unfortunately. Tops of 22 today. It's not going to get any warmer and <laughs> I don't think we'll be hoping for that rain to clear up anytime soon because tomorrow it's tops of 25. You know, it's a warmer day, but still it's going to be heavy rain. I don't know about you, but yeah, <laughs> warm weather with rainy skies isn't really my cup of tea. Friday, it's looking like it'd be a little bit lighter of rain, but it's going to be tops of 28 degrees. Hopefully, things will clear up by then. Fingers crossed. You know, no promises. And now, on Alive 90.5, here's the latest traffic information. So there's been multiple sites of flooding in Pitttown, Katai, Schofields, Glenory, Shane's Park, Annengrove, Berkshire Park and Marilla. When you're driving around those areas, please be cautious of flooding signs and make sure to check if there is available detours because you don't want to get caught in one of them. It's six minutes past three here on Alive 90.5. This is the business of life with Mario and Matt. And today we're live in studio with Heston Russell who blew, who flew in from Brizzy and is, you know, I, 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 I really... Don't know what it's like to be stuck in the air for an hour right. after. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it sounds like nothing probably to you because it's just you know you passed it now. But like to be on a flight and to be say like no, we need to stay stay put for an hour. Mm. Just turning in circles. It kind of really weighs on my OCD because we're constantly turning left, and I wish we would turn right and unwind ourselves a little bit. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think that's interesting in itself. So, but Heston, one key thing on your website that stands out, and it, it's on your purpose page, and it's the almost the first thing you say on your page, and I remember it like almost word for word. It's a lesson that your dad taught you when you were younger. Yeah. Do your job well, and just be a good person. Yeah. It sounds simple. Yeah. What does it mean to you? Yeah, be, be good at your job and be a good person. That's uh, yeah, one thing my dad used to say. He uh, he spent much longer in the military than I did and uh, particularly he got to experience a time when he knew he was no longer going to be promoted and therefore got to just focus on being good at his job and being a good person. And again, in this current world, where it's usually either one way or the other. You know, at the moment you'll see stuff that's going on in Ukraine and the US and all this and people will talk about, you know, the Trump versus Biden, you know, Trump 
wasn't a, a good person, but he was good at his job, and Biden's a good person, but he's not good at his job. Like, that's their arguments, not mine. The hardest thing is actually to be both. And too often or not, you find plenty of people who are good at their job and know it and just crack on, and their excuse is, you know, I don't have time to be a nice person. And too often you find people who are good people, but unfortunately, when it comes down to actually doing the work, they make more work for you and they're not good at it. So <laughs> focusing on both and appreciating that essentially it needs to be a balancing beam, a seesaw to try and maintain the balance between the two because that's how you actually achieve real and lasting change and real and sustained impact because people enjoy achieving their outcomes, not just achieving them or not just enjoying themselves. But how, do, how can someone have that balance? I mean, do you think it's possible to achieve that balance? Yeah. To be both good yeah. person and good at your job? It's, that's what I'm saying. It, it takes more effort. It literally takes more effort. Um, and it's a higher level of performance and standard that a leader requires or anyone requires to do that. And it's just a framework to be able to make sure that you are keeping yourself accountable to that as you go about and do things. Because we all know there's so many times where it's so much easier just to do what needs to be done and not worry about how it impacts others. The next level and the higher performance level of everything we do in life is that situational awareness and that emotional intelligence where you're understanding how what you're doing impacts someone else, but also provides the opportunity to harness that and make what you're doing even better. So it does have benefits both ways. Okay, okay, okay. Let's say we were to take that and break it down a little bit. Break it down. Break it down. <laughs> what does it look like? So someone who's good at their job and is a good person. Yeah. So someone. It's the way. So leadership by example is key. So again, you know, I in the military with my rank could just basically tell people what to do. Okay. And that's one way to be. And it would have been so much faster to make that happen. But that's a short term benefit. The longer term benefit is actually taking people along the trip with you and helping to explain to them why and what the purpose is. And again, that's drawing on that intrinsic motivation we talked about beforehand, that inspiration pace. And that actually provides a longer term benefit. Now, the seesaw part is where you've got to pick and choose because you're not always going to have the luxury of doing that. But appreciating the value that comes from putting in that extra effort when you have the ability is the next level of leadership we're talking about there. Mm. Wow, wow. Do you think it's possible to... Because sometimes, well, as a leader, sometimes you put in some pretty tricky spots and like situations where managing your values, mm -hmm. but also a decision that maybe needs to be made yep. is at play. Do you think it's possible to just remain a leader, but also remain integral to your values? Well, you have to remain integral to your values, I think, first and foremost. And um, that's the whole time. You know, there comes a, often a time in people's lives when what they're doing no longer aligns with their values and they do have to make that decision and they either remove themselves from it or they don't. And like I was saying, that's when I found that my values had changed and I wanted to go and pursue a personal life outside of the military, things like that. But um, I think it's so important for any leader to be able to operate at that level of performance to first and foremost know who they are and what they stand for. Otherwise, it's very easy for leaders to, again, default to that authority because that is their mechanism of leadership as opposed to demonstrating that emotional intelligence and that personal identity um, and comfort with that. That's what you just explained then. Well, I suppose that whole de defaulting to their authority is something we've seen many times in <laughs> politicians it's the, internationally. It's the quickest and easiest way to do it, but the key thing is it is such a short-term focus because you are motivating people to do that through what authority you have over them or what you can take away from them as opposed to allowing them to then want to do that 
when you're not there or when they're not being told that that's going to impact them. Because it's just a short-term fix, though, what are the long-term implications? I think you're seeing that at the moment. What's the long-term implications of people just being told what to do? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the case in point, it's a perfect social example. This is what happens when, first and foremost, the fundamentals of leadership, people don't trust those in those leadership positions, no longer trust what they're telling them to do, and therefore get to a point whereby they're sick of being told what to do without actually being shown and explained the plan, where we're going, why we're doing that outside of a narrative that you can pull apart pretty easily when you see different standards applied all over the place. Every Australian has literally seen the perfect example of toxic leadership, failed leadership, leadership based on authority over the last two years. And Mario, that's that, why it's polit- that, leadership, not politics. Yeah, that is very correct. I truly believe, again, if you like to enroll, uh, if you like to learn a Brazilians or to become the top-notch leader, just enroll on a website we're going to give you Matthew, based on myself, 50% discount. <laughs> um, jokes on the side, but would you agree with me that during the COVID past two years, particularly in Australia, we saw leadership without accountability, without actually hearing the voice of the people? Because I, I never saw like normal that you can be locked down for two years and nobody was making the fuss speak around this. And it seems normal <clears throat> at some stages. Yes, indeed, but you know, then I sat you know in, in, in my room and I think myself like why nobody doesn't see this is not normal do do we really believe the politicians and then slowly voices start rising and rising and rising but there was nobody there to actually represent the people and their voices so tell me what's the core values and what's the mission of your party our, our core purpose is to bring balance back into politics and to get leadership back to being a service to people as opposed yeah. to being serviced yes And as you said, Mario, beforehand about that lack of accountability, you know, we all knew that the first nationwide lockdown we were told was to help build up our medical reserves and our Yeah, supplies. that's correct. Yeah. But do you remember, sorry to not know, yeah. I think that people have that like a short memory yeah, they do. issue. Uh, you know, okay, I don't want to laugh about your relationship, no, right? <laughs> but I, I, was from, <laughs> I was coming back from Dubai, right? And, yeah. Um, I was the last flight, actually, I was literally the last flight coming from Dubai and then, you know, mm-hmm. all these 14 days quarantine and I was like, what's happening? You know, it's just like, doesn't make a sense. But then, as soon as I arrived home, there was a, a lot of news, like uh, how the Chinese companies in Australia actually hoarded, you know, medical supplies and sent everything to China. Mm-hmm. And since everybody forgot that, that, that those events, like uh, three months, and I think myself, how is it even possible that nobody mentioned what's happened two years ago? Not yeah. Like on Gallipoli, somebody soldier forgot to write the mother's letter and died. That's a big thing. But this thing was like two years ago and people forgetting this. How is that possible even? Well, Australians and the world has been conditioned to be constantly looking forward from social media accounts where it's better to post every day through to Uh. immediate news updates. The biggest thing with particularly the current news cycles and what COVID created in constant daily multiple daily, mm-hmm. um, multiple times a day updates, is that anxiety ever focused forward looking mindset. Uh, and the moment is there is so much content in the world at the moment that there is no time for reflection and review and memory. It's constantly trying to keep up with what is the newest information. And the simple fact, if we literally unplugged everything today and spent a bit of time just looking back over the last two years and going, yeah, what happened about that? What happened about that? What happened about that? And it's the perfect environment for the current political model we have, mm-hmm. whereby the politicians don't have to 
say, hey, I was actually wrong on that or get held accountable. They can just move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing that's impacting us, dramatise it, do what the media does and really play it up more and removes that space to actually be accountable. So that's where we need people to actually remember, take time, reflect, and the biggest accountability we have coming up is the next federal election. And that is where I pray that the Australian public takes a moment to actually reflect on the last two years and not this policy promise or that you know, financial expenditure, car park, whatever they do, these pork barreling antics. Yeah, that's like, look, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that that is a politics. And I, can I just reflect this one? I said this during the show, first hour. I remember Matthew Caruana, who's a wheelchair. He wasn't afraid to sit in car, come in studio. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't here just because he has not, nothing better to do in his life and just look at my face for two hours and everything else. But we really had a good time, you know what I mean? Because we tried to lift up some spirit and we felt good and better then when i was coming back from the radio when we leave you know i went to park and everybody was doing the marathon exercise you know it was running 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 but people become distant and distant and distant and then when i was sitting in a bench you hear the voices people whispering they're not happy they're not happy they're not happy but one thing i saw what makes everybody happy during the COVID was a booze right that was the disc. How much beer we cannot get tonight? Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, is this his life now? Like in a park, three hours, and they go home, and uh, you know, guy on a motorbike with a brown bag, and you know, the you know, some drinks. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you has to step it up, really, to change this thing. And truly believe that this election is gonna be big challenge for the two major parties because yeah. I've seen the very few bright people like a Heston. Yeah want to make a difference and change i think we're also put in a situation where we've got to be smart about our next decision yeah. i mean given everything we've experienced over the last two years who we're we going to put in power yeah, but would so you well listen don't you don't forget don't forget one thing would you get jar on nutella from heston 500 grams or promise you're going to get a five kilo jar mm. <laughs> that's what it's buying i promise you yeah. that's if a- you vote for me if you vote for me <laughs> vote for pedro what's the call that we forgot uh Dynamite, what I was it? You know that uh, movie, the Dynamite. Vote for Pedro. No. Oh yeah, vote for Pedro. Na- Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon that's Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We vote for Pedro. You know, I mean, that's that's what's like. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you. Did you saw yeah. that movie? Yeah. You need to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marius, our, our perfect outcome is to literally win a handful of seats. Yes. So that neither side, neither side, any side of government doesn't have the majority in Parliament, and they actually all have to work together on the plans. That's it. I don't want to be the Prime Minister. I don't think we're going to go in there and take over. We'll have about 10 or 15 candidates. But our mission is to achieve a balance of power so as all the parties have to come together and actually justify every policy before anyone's going to approve it. Judgment. Say, Matthew, first, please. Well, I was going to say, so in order to achieve that, what would you recommend to the Australian public that they are aware of and Mm. consider when they fill out the balance? So the... The first question I get is, where are your preferences going? Every Australian needs to realise that you literally write your own preferences on your ballot ticket and your preferences really matter. So, unless, and don't get sold on the simple fact of, you know, the person you're voting for at the federal level of government going to be the local hero. You'll see all these politicians go out there and talk about, oh, we'll build you a bridge, we'll do all this. Like, that's state and council stuff. You need to vote for people who you think are going to help get our nation back on track. I think you really need to have a look at the person you are voting for. 
and dig into their lived experience. If you see that they've come out of university, gone into the young whatever party and gone all the way out the progression, haven't been a business owner, haven't been, you know, a first responder or a veteran or something that you can see would give them those life skills that has been missing from all these strategic decisions, don't vote for them. I'm not going to say vote for this, vote for that party. I want Australians to start voting for the right people because like I told you about that commando selection course, when you have the right people in there, when the next COVID or the next Ukraine or the next event without a policy comes, it comes down to who is at that table and is going to write that policy and we have to live with it for the next two or three years before the next election brings about the only accountability in this country. I'd like to share something with you, my personal, my personal view. When I, when I arrived in Australia, which was in November 98, and I didn't know nothing about Australia, we, we learned quite a lot in geography, in primary school, high school, Skippy on Bondi Beach. I didn't know nothing about this, right? We, communism was a very extensive education, right? You know, it's very extensive. Like, it never stopped, literally. But the point I tried to make, when I arrived in Australia, I fall in love instantly, like, literally. I fall in love. That very first night I come in Sydney, I was like, all these lights, you know, like in the movies. <laughs> Coming from city, 100,000 people, like mm. we have a travel going in a circle, right? That's, for, for me, for my terms was like you know this city is beautiful but what i fall in love in australia was the one thing the kindness and generosity of the people mm-hmm. i couldn't believe that people in australia said to stranger mate how are you you know good morning i was like what the, what do you want you know from me like <laughs> get my wallet in the pocket because that's come i come from that society yeah. we, we, in croatia we don't have this good morning you know hi mate on the street like you know except you want to fight yeah now 20 years down track 2020 to 2022 my heart is breaking because every time i go in the city and see all these empty shops restaurants no humans at all like i like to see that being fixed that people feel free to go out again and you know you're correct you know, i think we've been conditioned now before we take a short break why people should vote for you seems to me matt you agree with me or not did you notice that every politician somehow become younger in the past two years and lost the weights and everything else? <laughs> yeah, 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 actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. You I don't want to name it, but you can see it in the white hair, like, you know, and everything. Yeah. Now we have the pure example here, the war hero, right, who's been in, in overseas deployment. He's not such a very kind country like Afghanistan, Iraq, where the, <laughs> he's enjoying a lot of pancakes, you know what I mean, and the muffins, and he was sharing the different culture and the calibers. But he looks after himself. So who are you going to vote for somebody who's look after his health or somebody who is, you know, PR product to mm. measure, you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to look better, sounds better and everything else. Of course, someone who can take care of themselves. But yeah, Heston, why should someone, why should the Australian public vote for the Australian Values Party? Ah, and this uh, is it. You, know? you want to take a short break before you answer? Oh, no. Just, no? I'm no. happy to answer. Okay, you answer. Know, don't do the prepared answer. You know, we, you're going to be voting for leadership, you know, and that is the core principle there. You're going to be voting for a team of people who are actually in this for the right reasons. And as we said, our mission is to win back that balance of power. And the team has been selected because of the lived experience that they bring to this. They are united in the purpose that is actually turning leadership back into being a service. And you're finally going to be voting on a party that isn't the left or right wings of politics is going to go right into the centre and is going to work with every single person, even wait till you see us campaigning. We're not going to be sitting there talking about 
how this person is a bad person in that party or that that party has this scandal. We are focusing on running our best race to provide the Australian public with the best possible candidates. And on a personal level, I've been spending the last five months screening and selecting these people, and I can't wait to announce them, which we'll do next month. But you are honestly going to be finally voting for real Australians who are in this for the real reason, that is to serve and support the Australian public, and we're going to show you that difference. And all that we need is for Can people share, to help us uh, show. One, one more thing before we go, yep. and uh, why I'm very grateful for Matt bringing you today in the studio. Uh-huh. It's a tendency, okay? I was working that field back my home, and when the election comes, usually, you know, you get a job in in department I was working. You know, what we know about this person, this person, like, and that person is not security threat, right? It's not in shape, form, but, you know, Boss says do it, you do it, right? Yeah. What I like it about you, and I said this at the beginning of the of this interview, what's the resilience? It's an act of courage. You have a courage today to admit your faults and your deeds mm-hmm. and your you know, your demons and actions you want to take it with your life that makes you Teflon now. Mm-hmm. Nobody can stick nothing on you. You know what I mean? When you become the candidate, it's like, oh, he tried to kill himself. You know, his sausage dog was not happy. <laughs> 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 but that's what it is. Uh, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that you are today displayed the true courage by saying these things, mm-hmm. and you should be proud of this. I'm telling you this. Yeah. Nobody can, there's not many people can impress me. I was yeah. at Matt, he knows. But truly today, I'm impressed that you have the bottom part of the body <laughs> <laughs> like Iron Man and yeah. you admitted this and that makes you a perfect candidate for me thank you Mario I appreciate that we're going to take you on a, on a quick short break you're listening to The Business of Life with Mario and Matt 25 minutes past 3 stick around you won't want to miss it SE Timbers Castle Hill are flooring experts not just flooring, SE Timbers supply, install and guarantee solid timber, engineered, laminate and vinyl flooring as well as carpet blinds and shutters. An authorised dealer of major brands like Borel, Preference and Quickstep. Call 9894-6660 or visit setimbers.com.au to arrange a free quote today. Station sponsor, SE Timber Floors and Shutters, ingrained quality. We are Invictus Partners, an Australian company specialising in checking software usage across the major vendors like SAP, Oracle, IBM, Microsoft and VMware. Are you looking to reduce your software fees? Are you worried about being audited? Are you migrating to the cloud? Do you need help working out your software usage versus entitlements? Contact us at Invictus Partners today before you get hit with a compliance fine. Go to www.invictuspartners.com to arrange a no-obligation discussion to see how we can help you. Station sponsor. Live 90.5. If you want to run away with me, I know a galaxy and I can take you for a ride. I had a premonition that we fell into a rhythm where the music don't stop.
is your trusted mortgage broker. We focus on providing you with personal service and expert advice to help you find the home loan which best suits your requirements. Ranging from first home loans, refinancing, investment home loans, self-employed home loans, debt consolidation and SMSF loans. With a large network of lending institutions at our fingertips, we can assist you in making a well-informed decision that will save you time and money. Call us on 1300 562 649. Australian Credit Licence 504481. Station sponsor. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 02882-9837. Insightintelligence.com.au Station sponsor. I'm Ray Martin, and I was lucky enough to call Fred Hollows a mate and to witness his amazing sight-restoring work. The operation he pioneered continues to free people from blindness today. You can imagine their joy when the bandages are removed and they can see. We call it the Fred moment, and all it can take is a $25 donation to the Fred Hollows Foundation. If you'd like to make a Fred moment happen, then please donate at hollows.org today. It's 28 minutes to four on a live 90.5, the business of life with Mario and Matt is what you're listening to. And we're live in studio with Heston Russell. Now we've had some seriously, I mean, seriously interesting conversations so far. And again, thank you, Matt, for bringing today Heston in our studio. HestonRussell.com.com.com. That's it. And don't Australian ask, values. Spell, don't, don't, don't ask me to spell again the surname, but it's going to be something bad. So, so <laughs> Heston, are you... <laughs> R-U-S-S-A-L-L Jesus Christ dot .com right .com. and don't forget australianvalues.org.au we've heard a lot about his party his past also who he is as a person if you guys have missed any bit of the conversation make sure you you check out alive90.5.com.au to hear the replays of this wonderful interview there I'd love to talk more about the you know the values the Australian Values Party yeah you spent a lot of time with it and uh, making sure you, who you're getting on board matches your values mm-hmm. of 
what qualified someone to be so, for someone who is applicable? Good. If, that, if that even makes sense. Uh, I, I'll answer this one as I do with lots of words. But uh, I have my own podcast and it was actually during the Voice of a Veteran time um, that I did the Voice of a Veteran podcast. And I actually interviewed um, Tony Abbott and I interviewed Julia Gillard. Uh, funny story, my first deployment to Afghanistan in 2011, I took then Prime Minister Julia Gillard over on her first trip. I was her personal security officer. And uh, in those podcasts, you'll hear me ask them the questions about uh, what it takes to be qualified to be a politician and to be a Prime Minister. Nothing. Any everyday Australian can be elected by the Australian public. And I asked them about their professional development to then become a minister or become a Prime Minister. And they, they the told... was? Nothing. They told me about... Wow how much media training they have, all the wow. stuff they have around them. Oh There's no God. professional development for them in leadership, in management. The game of politics is prepared statements on the parliament floor with party rooms behind back doors and press conferences and press statements. And even that foundational management training of how to manage a staff of four, six, ten, twenty as it grows in your time in politics. So... I was able to essentially do what I do and in the military, you know, we select people, we, we run training courses and run a selection course because we have an idea of the end product we want, particularly with the training. So you break down what a politician is and at the fundamental level, it's leadership. It's someone who needs to stand up and lead by example. Then it's also someone... That who is the biggest, best and brightest statement <laughs> I heard in the last few years about leadership. What Lead- politician's going to say that? No, because, but that's what is it. Again, you remember when mm. we spoke earlier that human society in the last decade invented so many words, so many definitions, meaning nothing, and mm-hmm. they're representing such a glorious titles. But yet, Heston says something very interesting. And I come in trouble for this because I always say, how you can be a leader if there's nobody there to follow you? And when they start following you, what are they, what they representing? Somebody... You should represent something, you know, I mean, for them. And he said this now very well. Yeah. You need to lead by example. How expect from people to be, you know, I mean, good followers or workers or whatever, managers, if yeah. you don't lead by example? And that's it. And the first things first is you have to lead yourself. So, for instance, the last two years, you know, I, I went off the tracks, particularly as I aspired with my own mental health thing. You'll, you'll, anyone can Google me and find the OnlyFans stories and all these other stories the ABCs will find on me. I, I failed in leading myself. I lost my responsibility because I wasn't responsible for others and I've built myself back up appreciating that leadership isn't... You don't need a position. You don't need people to be a leader. You need to lead yourself and lead by example because what you realise is you actually influence people without even meaning to. And you say, you know, what politician will say that? There's not a lot of politicians who've been trained and taught leadership. I'm the biggest fan of this saying that you don't know what you don't know. So it's actually kind of unfair for to think that people should know something where they've actually never been shown or taught a different way, but, you know, you would expect them to be able to. And then at the basic level, you know, we see all the staff problems in politics over this last couple of years because the staff are there of people who are also primarily incubated through an academic progression and the politician is facilitated by their staff, but they're not leading or mentoring or developing them you know, I've been in Parliament on a Thursday afternoon and watched people staggering down the hallway drunk and then going in to vote. And, you know, you can't drink and drive in this country, but you can vote on national legislation that turns into law. 
Do you know, it. like, you know, th- <laughs> this is something everybody tries to not to portray this. And, you know, I never been in politics. I never have a desire to be a politician for that simple reason. Mm-hmm. When I was in presidential guard, you know, you're witnessing a lot of things. And I, I couldn't believe that I was so blinded by believing that they're doing things not like, yeah. like you saw. Yeah. But I, my, my eye opener was all these operations, you know, the planes and everything else, but what they simultaneously plan, who's going to be responsible when the failure comes? Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, you know what I mean? Like if we win, you know what I mean, whatever was operational action, you take the medals, but if the failure occurs and <laughs> quite often happens, you're already looking for the scapegoat. And I was standing there and I'm like, can't believe I'm listening to this. I was thinking, you know, we are all same. We, we, we yeah. believe on TV, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> so what you're saying is you're going to change culture as well. So you're going to be more transparent to Australian public, yeah. Australian waters to see and what is actually happening there and why it's happening. Absolutely. And it's, that's, you see at the moment, so much of our political capability is put into exactly as you said, Mario, wondering about the public opinion or the PR statement or the perception as opposed to, you know, going, hey, this is actually what needs to be done. It's not going to popular be popular, but that's our job. And that's where you just need to spend that time being good at your job as well as a good person and explaining to people and taking them along the way. But at the moment, like, we, we're talking about, you know, the COVID plan. We're talking about changing over energy from coal to whatever. Like, who's seen the plan? Like, my entire military career, I was a professional planner and a plan has a timeline, it has resources, it has measurable indicators along the way of actually where you're going to be at in time, in space, in capability, in output, in input. And at the moment, all we have is we keep arguing arguing about ideological conversations on one side or the other of the table. So going back to what you were saying, Matt, is they also have to have the ability to plan and work together in a plan. Because I tell you what, I've never planned a mission by myself. It's always been with a team. And that's how you make sure it is the best plan and you hold each other accountable. As opposed to at the moment, what we have is simply one party of politics who has the numbers, who can vote on any piece of paper they chew up and spit out on the parliamentary floor, regardless of who it's good for, as long as it appeases to their voters and more of their voters vote for them. So the people and the selection process, I'm just literally defaulting to the level of my training that saw me help pick and select the people to make the best teams in special forces. The lessons I learned in leadership both in success and in failure in my career and built a team around me over these last couple of years to help me pick the right people. And then we just sat down and talked through all of the policies you'll find on our website, australianvalues.org.au as well, to make sure we're focusing on how we deliver those and justify those, which is the Australian value statement. Every single policy we put forward has to be justifiable back to the Australian people to meet each one of those Australian values. Respect for the freedom and dignity of of the individual. Commitment to the rule of law. Equality of opportunity for everyone regardless of any labels that can be applied. You know, you grab the religious freedom bill and you put it against that Australian value and have to provide that in a statement to the Australian public before it goes to the parliamentary floor. It never would have got to the parliamentary floor. But we wasted two weeks of 151 um, politicians and a thousand of their staff and Australian taxpayers' money just to find that out as opposed to doing the proper planning beforehand. That's how it physically works, regardless of any policy, regardless of what you think about a topic. That is the structure 
we want to bring in and I know it works and it works for insert any problem or any policy or any topic and we just currently don't have that transparent framework. It sounds universal, even just as you're explaining it. Yeah, Matt, but you know what I'm thinking now? You're 22, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Heston is 36, he says. Thanks for that, Mario. Yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, like, age is not important. I no. truly believe, you know, like, you were in the military for so long, but yet you've been trained on a core values dating decades and decades, decades before yep. all of us here in this room. Mm-hmm. But something happened, Matt, in in, in, a, in the world. I don't know what's happened in the last 20, 30 years. But politics becomes different. Politicians become less accountable. And as a, as a Heston says, you know, there's not enough training to become politicians. Before to become politicians, there was a different schools and all these things. Um, I remember I was an ambassador. I was, a, you know, working in, in intelligence sector. But I remember everybody who's coming in a mission, you know, I mean, in an embassy, um, they need to go to the academy for two months, right? Mm-hmm. How to address themselves, how to talk, you know, what it Usually, ambassador wife will run the show, except with me, because <laughs> 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 I'm a different department. <laughs> but they knew these things. Now, something's happened, something changed. What has changed in, in what do you see last 20, 30 years? Because I can see your yeah. core values are based on something I grew up. Yeah. And I grew up in a different society, different... Yeah level of society, communism, right? And then you have this in, injected in you, these core values, which is like, you know, I mean, bringing things very valuable for all of us. So yeah. what happened with the politics, like I said, last three days? Accountability. It really is that accountability piece. Particularly when we become so reliant on accountability to come from the top down mm. and it's just not there. You know, the politicians and their own political parties aren't even holding themselves accountable. They just move on to the next thing and, you know, they gloss over it with the next media cycle. That's where, for me, throughout my whole career, I was always held accountable, agreed from my hierarchy, but it actually came down to those you were responsible for. You know, at the moment, the biggest gap in all of our politics is actually from between those sitting up there in the ivory tower of Parliament House and those actually on the ground. You know, there's no feedback. It's so filtered by the time it gets up there. It goes through parties, it goes through whatever. You know, the media even in itself doesn't truly reflect what's going on the ground. It's a snapshot and it's a dramatised snapshot. And I really hope that when politicians actually get out and about and actually truly have to campaign that those people on the ground, you know, outside of the photo opportunities and everything else you'll see are actually feeding back the real <laughs> feedback. Matt. Because if you're not, you're not doing a service to your fellow Australian. Oh, I have mm-hmm. a question, Matt, for you. Maybe Hester can yeah. answer. Yeah. You, okay, so like, did, you know, you're watching TV, of course, but you know one thing I'm noticing that politicians come in a, in a shirt and then they not tie anymore, but they, they, they're all yeah. sleeves. Mm. And did you saw this? Relatable. Like, yeah, that's I'm like, it. I'm like, trying to be more casual like everyone else. No, like, I just, well, like, well, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mario. Or they wear terrible hats. You see in the yeah. uh, Akubra hats coming out. Oh, oh yes, my God. yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, your question was? Well, they're trying to be like everyone else. Yeah, but... When you when you wear a long sleeve top, do you roll the sleeves up? Sorry, when I'm what? When you, when you wear a long sleeve top, do you roll your sleeves up? Never. No, I was always being taught, you know, I mean, the different, you know, you always have the blue suits, blue shirts, black, black, black suits, white shirts. That was a type of dressing code in, in service. But I've never been approved in, I mean, even... I don't see politician when I was working for, for, for politics, that politician will take the 
schooner and the drink with the people. I mean, that was not acceptable, right? And I mean, even mm-hmm. for the coffee, I mean, to be seen to drink the coffee in coffee shop because it's perception public. Yeah. But then I see here, like particularly in US as well, they're rolling the sleeves. It's like, what are you doing here? I mean, like as if you're working in a factory. I mean, like, don't injure yourself, please. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the focus is on yeah. that perception, Mara. You know, oh, but photo, photo opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see it. You know, when they're at Parliament, the guys are wearing a tie and wearing a suit. It doesn't matter how terrible that suit is or how much okay. they should not be wearing a suit. <laughs> But I have this, I also have this, going off on a tangent, I also have this theory, I know why most politicians are grumpy and unhappy, because you yeah. imagine wearing a suit for the majority of your life, sitting there in Parliament having those conversations, I couldn't think of anything more uncomfortable. But we've it's got... depressing life. Depressing. <laughs> but we've got to this place where as long as they think that that photo or that image of what they're doing meets the maximum amount of demographic from a perception perspective... You know, we've got to stop focusing on content and start focusing on what's actually in there behind it. You know, the actual subject matter that's within that content as opposed to the snapshot image. Mm, the context of what where everything is really coming uh, from. Absolutely. Uh, and I think if we just, I mean, because as a society, I think we just said, we are too caught up on what's in front of us. Wouldn't you Look, agree? Look, I'm, I'm glad today that you have the, you know, trousers because <laughs> it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. Matthew Caruana, just imagine, it's always in his shorts. I come in a jacket <laughs> during the winter, right? Yeah, <laughs> like electric blanket. And Matt is like rolling in in shorts in, sh- in his shorts. It's like, aren't you cold? He's like, you feel cold? It's like, come on, Matt, seriously. That's so now, what's, yeah. what's your bench price? Oh, I don't. What's your bench price? Come on, quickly. How much do you weigh, Mario? Uh, me, hundred thirty. It's about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have somebody asking me a question because he's on your website. And uh, yeah. yeah, so, you yeah, know, there you go. Uh, he works uh, for uh, me. So, he's like asking for the Josh. Dem- for, yeah. Dumbbells. So, Dumbbells instead of barbell. The shoulder hurts too much these days. What time you wake up in the morning? Oh, that depends. I am a night owl, not a morning right. person. Okay, so oh, you as a military guy. I've, I have woken up plenty of early mornings. <laughs> I enjoy staying up, but around 7 o'clock is usually my get-up time. So you days. don't wear in that, uh, the, the, the badge of the, you know, less sleep, more work, you know, as you wake up 3 o'clock in the morning and bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Recovery is so important. So I ah. will usually work hard during the week. On the weekends, I sleep in. Oof. On the yeah. w- sleep is so important. We literally have to recover. Yeah. You know, I've I, I've only re- recently started really implementing this. I mean, two years ago, I was wearing that badge of honor. Yeah. The, I get three hours, four hours sleep, five hours. That's all you need. Yeah. Because but, I remember no, no, no. last year, when well, two years ago, Matt was like, I wake up in the morning, yeah. first story on Instagram, Matthew Corona, four o'clock in the gym. I was like, is this guy sleeping or whatever? You know, because <laughs> like, what's wrong? With Seriously, four o'clock in the morning. I like four o'clock in the morning. I'm looking for my for my for my pills. You know, me for yeah. blood pressure, diabetes, you know, my prostate <laughs> and everything else. But okay, that's some older man. So. Yeah. <laughs> but no, just I mean, just sleep in general. Yeah, no, I've um, yeah. I, I recently just started like I'll sleep early. Yeah, I get up at four thirty, but I will sleep at nine thirty. Yeah. Or eight thirty, just so I get the enough sleep in. Yeah. Well, the I mean. Just the biggest thing is like health and all wellness, it's all so individual, you know. The worst thing in this current world, in my opinion, is comparison. We keep comparing ourselves to others. If we just focused on ourselves, you know, we would be in such a better place. Everything at the moment is comparing one thing to another. So, you know, I am a night owl and like to sleep in the morning. You go to bed early and wake up in the morning. That's the input. Let's focus on the output and how mm-hmm. you do what you do. Uh, interesting because, you know, Matt and I always have that conversation and I got into trouble with many gurus because I told them when 
the days when I was in military, and I was in military since I was 14 years old, I went to military school, right? Wow. In communism, I was in a high school, 14 years old, and all yep. this. But even during the war, like when we were in army barracks, nobody's wake up four o'clock in the morning, you know what I mean? Everybody knew it, that it's a seven hours to eight hours sleep, compulsory, right, you know what I mean? So it doesn't matter, 10 a.m. lights go off, you know what I mean? And again, it's a different setup over there than yeah. here, right? You're sleeping with the 60 minutes in the room, yeah. and the lights off, but you know, people talk, but they go sleep, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you sleep till 5.30 in the morning, or 6 a.m. winter time, right? Because yeah, 10 to 5.30 summer, 10 to 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. on a <coughs> winter time, mm. right? Because they need to sleep. And I was dwelling, I said like, okay, all these Navy seals, you know, don't sleep nothing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just you wake up four o'clock in the morning and it doesn't work because I don't believe, as you say, you cannot have the same output like somebody who sleeps six or seven or eight hours because you, you require this. Mm. But if you go in bed midnight and you wake up four o'clock in the morning to go in the gym, your body will punish you. Oh, yeah. We just got that but recovering. That's it. I mean, we, we teach this day. benching 130 kilos in that day. <laughs> <laughs> you might, but the whole thing is your muscles won't respond and recover as well. So Look. it's good for minimum performance, but not maximum. When I was your age, I was looking like you, not yeah. like that counts. So, but <laughs> I have a 30 kilos less. <laughs> and then something happened. Anyway, you're listening live, 90.5 FM, the life of business. The business of life with uh, Matt and Mario and our guest has to take a short break. Let's take a short break, definitely. Take a very short break, very short break. We'll and if it's quick. not my song day, you're gonna be Oh Stick around. Oh, stick around. McGrath Estate Agents understand that selling your home is one of the most important financial decisions you'll ever make. With award-winning teams in the hills, their service goes above and beyond any other to create great results and lifelong relationships to deliver the best possible result. Brett Humby of McGrath Estate Agents will unlock value in your home you never knew existed. To realise more and experience the McGrath Advantage with Brett Humby, head to mcgrath.com.au or search Brett Humby today. Station sponsor. Learn something new in 2022 with the Parramatta College. Term 1 courses are open for enrolment and include business and work skills, computer skills, leisure and lifestyle, languages. The Parramatta College also offer New South Wales government funded courses. Eligibility criteria applies. Improve your personal and professional development with the Parramatta College. Enroll today. Call 9687 2072. That's 9687 2072. Or visit parramattacollege.edu.au. It's all I listen to. Alive 90.5, playing cool music. Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. But, you know, who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt is just so big. I can't believe it's just so round. It's like out there. I mean, gross. Look. She's just so black. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. Yeah, when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up tough cause you notice that butt was stuffed. Deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh, baby, I wanna get with ya and take your picture. My whole boy's trying to warn me, but that butt you got makes me so horny. Ooh, 
time for a smooth skin You say you wanna get in my bins? Well use me, use me Cause you ain't that average groupie I seen her dancing To hell with romance and she's sweat Wet, got it going like a turbo vet I'm tired of magazines Send flat butts all the thing Take the average black man and ask him that She gotta pack much back So fellas, yeah. fellas yeah. Cause your girlfriend got your butt Hell yeah. shake, it, shake, shake it, shake it, shake it Shake it, shake that healthy butt Baby got ballet Now here's my scandal, I wanna get you home And uh, double up, uh, uh I ain't talking about Playboy Cause silicone parts are made for toys I want them real thick and juicy So find that juicy double Mix a lot's in trouble Begging for a piece of that bubble So I'm looking at rock videos Knock me bimbos, walking like hoes You can have them bimbos I'll keep my women like Flojo A word to the thick soul sisters I wanna get with ya I won't cuss or hit ya But I gotta be straight when I say I wanna Till the break of dawn Baby got it going on A lot of simps won't like this song Cause them punks like to hit and quit it And I'd rather stay and play Cause I'm long and I'm strong And I'm down to get the friction on So ladies, ladies If you wanna roll my Mercedes Then turn around, stick it out Even white boys got the shout Baby got back Baby got back Yeah baby When it comes to females Cosmo ain't got nothing to do with my selection 36, 24, 36. <laughs> Only if she's 5'3. So your girlfriend rolls a Honda. Playing workout takes by Fonda. But Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. My Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. You can do side bends or sit ups. But please don't lose that butt. Some brothers wanna play that hard role and tell you that the butt ain't gold. So they toss it and leave it. And I pull up quick to retrieve it. So Cosmo says you're fat. Well, I ain't down with that Cause your waist is small and your curves are kicking And I'm thinking about sticking To the beanpole dames in the magazines You ain't it, Miss Thing Give me a sister, I can't resist her Red beans and rice didn't miss her Some knucklehead tried to diss Cause his girls are on my list He had game, but he chose to hit him And I pull up quick to get with him So ladies, if the butt is round And you want a triple X throwdown Dial 1-900-MIX-A-LOT And kick them nasty thoughts Baby got back <laughs> We all know that paying for a funeral can be a financial burden. However, have you ever thought of paying off a prepaid funeral? With none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance, $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family-owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02-9659-0900. Ask for Richard Spiteri or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family 
Funerals, station sponsor. What's on at Workers? Enjoy free live music every Saturday night at Workers Blacktown. Every Saturday night and Sunday afternoon at Workers Sports. And every Sunday afternoon at Workers Humitus. Plus, enjoy a full range of dining facilities. Visit the website at www.workersclub.com.au for the full music schedule, plus plenty of other activities including raffles, bingo, promotions and fun events. Workers is your club. Station sponsor. Hi there. I volunteered to read the script. The scriptwriter and sound engineer volunteered too. The station even volunteered the airtime. It's proof that when you come together with a common goal, anything's possible. Ten years ago, the guys at SEEK volunteered to build a site to fill Australia's thousands of volunteer positions. But more volunteers are always needed. To see how you can volunteer, go to seekvolunteer.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the studio. My name is Mario Becker, the sexy voice of Australia. The future Prime Minister of Australia, oh Heston God. Russell, next to us from the Australian Unity Party, Party of Value. Australian what? values party. <laughs> I just testing you. <laughs> no, so unfortunately we have come to the end of the show and we do have to wrap things up. Heston, thank you very much for your time and for everything you shared. But to everyone listening, how they can how can they find you? How can they get in touch and how can they learn more about the Australian Values Party? Uh, Matt Murray, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, yeah, please, the Australian Values Party, head to our website, Australianvalues.org.au. Uh, if you want to find me, I do have my own website, HestonRussell.com. Heston, H-E-S-T-O-N, Russell, R-U-S-S-E-L-L.com. Otherwise, my Instagram is my um, most used social media, and that's my handle, just at Heston Russell. And I do actually answer my own emails and my own uh, DMs. Clever so, man. We're so, going to tag you today. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You're the first guest in two years with Matt, and I had the Instagram, actually. There you no, go. Seriously, the man, you don't have Instagram, but you the Facebook, old people. Yeah, a lot of them only do Facebook yeah. now. Yeah, so yeah. Instagram is just so much easier. It's right there. It please, is. please go easy. People get like annoyed if you don't reply to them straight away. Like, mm. I'll, I will get to it, and uh, I would love to just have open conversation. So, go easy. Don't send me anything inappropriate. HestonRussell.com, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure big, you big, check out ShaneValues.org.au. Yes, thanks to Heston for coming from Brisbane today to be with us in the rain in Sydney. Yeah. And uh, I truly suggesting, recommending, visit his website and give him the maximum love and support. Is truly somebody you want to see representing you. I think as a man, he's someone we can all appreciate. He leads by example. He's a good person and he's good at his job, just like his father taught him. Be sure to check out alive90.5.com.au. If you did miss the previous interview, you'll be glad you checked it out because there's a lot behind beneath it. Thank you again, Russell. Thanks. Heston. That's all right, Matt. Have a good one, man. Thanks, Mario. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. today's hits and yesterday's favourites. Alive 90.5. Today's bulletin brought to you by Your Sound, Your Community, Alive 90.5. National Radio News. Good afternoon, I'm Liam O'Connell. The man